Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool and it's been a hot minute since we did one of these Let's Talk Liverpool episodes. It's been almost nearly three weeks since uh, we played last in the Premier League out against Wolves. The international break is now gone. It was a fairly good one from an England perspective uh, but now fortunately there are no more international breaks between now and the end of the season um, before obviously we go into the Euros this summer. Uh, it was a It was a a game in which there was a lot of of pressure riding on both teams, really. Um, particularly given the fact of Chelsea's shock defeat at home to West Brom as well, uh, which meant that the teams chasing for the top four, and I would count Arsenal in that, uh, although it's, a, I think, a much slimmer chance of getting in the top four than, than even ours, but I would still count them as there, and if they can pull it together a good run, there's no reason why they can't be considered uh, as part of the uh, the top four race, even though they're down in ninth now, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was it was a high stakes game going into it. Um, Liverpool, from our perspective, you know, we 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 still need to correct all of those months of poor form that we had towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year. Uh, and so it was important for us to get a bit of a, a role in terms of positive results, particularly also going into the Champions League this week as well. And um, yeah, obviously, it was just, it, when you come back from the international break as well, it's very easy, I think, sometimes uh, for the games to kind of pass certain teams by um, and for the team to not maybe be as kind of cohesive and gelled as it, as it was, you know, when they're playing week in, week out. But we saw absolutely none of that from Liverpool throughout the game. Absolutely uh, fantastic performance and we'll, we'll deconstruct what bits of the performance I thought were, were so impressive. Um, a little later on in this episode but overall it was just fantastic like everything we could have wanted from a game to rebuild our confidence we got from this game and and that was and that was partly in due to to Arsenal um, and I'll also, I'll also touch on Arsenal a little bit in this episode as well but they were abysmal like really really bad I talked just there about about being lethargic and you know not be not gelling after an international break and and the Arsenal were the very worst example of that. Um, they were they were horrendous. But we'll talk about that a little later on. But going into the game, uh, a couple of changes uh, into the team. Um, the back five um, was the solid back five. Andy, obviously, Andy Robertson um, and Ozan Kabak were the only ones who actually went away on international duty out of that back out of that back five. So it was good um, to have a kind of bit of a fresh uh, team, particularly the back five, and obviously. You know, there was much spoken about Trent's omission from the England squad. Uh, and again, we'll talk about that today in this episode. But uh, he showed again, like 100% why he's the best right back in the Premier League. And I don't care form or, form or no form. Um, Gareth Southgate has showed many times that he's still going to pick some of his favourite players in the squad. I'm not sure how Carl Walker's got anywhere near the squad based on how his his kind of season and just how haphazard he is. Um, whereas Trent Khan, but we'll talk a bit about that later on as well today. And then going into midfield, obviously the, the, the engine of the midfield had a very uh, demanding international break, particularly Jeannie Wijnaldum, um, but Fabinho had a break, which was good, uh, and so we saw Thiago, uh, Fabinho and James Milner in the midfield. Um, I did, I, going into the game, I was talking to a couple of friends, definitely predicted um, that James Milner would be going, coming into the team, um, just because... One, because of the he, obviously he had a break from the international break, but, but Arsenal was typically a game where we've needed a bit of experience in there in the middle. Uh, in the last couple of games, particularly the Emirates, sometimes we've been overrun a bit in midfield. Um, but So I think it was important for James Milner to, to, to slot in. And then Roberto Firmino coming back from his injury, uh, the international break and them not, there not being any South, Amer South American qualifiers 
allowed him time to recover. And then Salah and Mane, who were away for their respective countries, were back uh, as well. Diego Jota, again, someone that I think going into the game, I would have really wanted to start given both his form for Portugal and his form for Liverpool um, since he came back from his injury. But I completely understand why Jurgen Klopp didn't decide to play him, given the fact that I think he pretty much completed three 90 minutes or very close to that for Portugal uh, and some really demanding uh, qualifiers there as well. Um, but obviously as well, thinking and looking ahead to that Real Madrid game in the week two. First half was a very... I don't know how to describe the first half, really. It was... It was um, it was a team, well, Liverpool dominated it, right? And that was and that was strange to see, I think, given the midfield that you saw from Arsenal that they put on. Yes, they've got some injuries, but they had the likes of Odegaard, Ceballos, Thomas Partey in there. Those are players that can get on the ball, run a game and dictate the way um, a team plays. But we were just fantastic. And, and a couple of things we were fantastic at. So the pressing from the front was really, really good, and it was energetic, and it was at the right times, which meant that they which meant that Bernd Leno was forced to just kick the ball long, right, and boot it long so many times. Um, and against Lacazette, you know, Phillips and Kabak were going to win that duel every day of the week, um, and that's exactly what they would have wanted, right? They they much prefer you know long balls um, high up in the air for them to defend rather than intricate play in and around them, which is obviously a lot more difficult to defend. But the thing that we did so impressive was when they did kick it long. And either we won the header or, you know, on the odd occasion where Lacazette or, or Aubameyang, for example, won the header, we were always first to the second ball. And that was huge because that just stopped anything from Arsenal's perspective. Um, the ball was, you know, we won that second ball. It was either going into Fabinho or Thiago. And that just enabled us to then win the ball back so quickly and then continue to put the pressure onto, onto Arsenal. And I think they never, they were never really escaped those shackles throughout the entire game really and I think that for me was a real key reason um, why we dominated the game why we just took control of the game from from almost the first minute and um, you know ultimately ended up winning the game so comfortably and I think a big big part of that is the role of Fabinho so he's someone that uh, you know much was spoken about when he went to set when he when he went into center back position when we needed him now that we've got Touchwood, a, a centre-back partnership that seems to manage to stay fit and not get injured um, in terms of Phillips and Kabak that's allowed him to move Fabinho to move back into the midfield. We've seen just like how good he is in that position and a lot of that winning the second ball, etc., cutting out those balls into the likes of uh, Lacazette on Aubameyang was all done by Fabinho. Uh, and we, he showed how important he is both defensively and in the second half with his, I guess, kind of assist for Mo Salah's goal, um, how important he can also be moving forward as well with his balls from deep uh, when he acts as that kind of quarterback type position. But the good thing, I think the good thing what I saw in the first half was that we were creating chances, and most notably the chance where uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold got to the byline, cut it back to James Milner, who should have buried it. The whole the whole left-hand side of the goal was open, uh, but for some reason he, he maybe was trying to get it too far in the corner and ultimately ended up bending wide um, and going wide. But we were we were keeping the ball, we were pressing. We weren't necessarily getting too many shots on target, but we were, we were pushing and probing. And it very much, for me, resembled the kind of team and kind of form and confidence we're in at the moment where... Things were going well. We we were doing good things. Um, it's just that that clinical nature uh, in the final third was the bit that was missing. Um, and, and I'm sure Klopp would have talk, would have talked to the players about that at halftime. Going, we're doing everything right. If you keep doing this, this Arsenal team and this Arsenal defense will crumble. 
Uh, and that's very much what happened in the second half. And the catalyst for that, obviously, was the bringing on of Diego Jota, um, who came on around about the hour mark. Andy Robertson coming off as well. Um, and the change in formation was was an interesting one. And, and I think it really gives maybe a bit of a hint to how we will play in some of the Premier League games we have the rest of the season, where Diego Jota goes up front in that Firmino role, but very much plays as a striker, not as like kind of a deep-lying striker like Firmino normally is. Um, but with Diego Jota going up there, it allows Firmino to come deeper and then for us to have almost two midfielders behind Firmino who are a bit more uh, kind of sitting midfielders. And particularly with the Premier League games we have for the rest of the season, other than really Manchester United, we've got the likes of... Leeds, Aston Villa, Burnley, West Brom, Newcastle, teams that will inevitably uh, sit back against us. I think that op- the, the possibility of that, that front four playing together, I think is really promising. And I'm glad Klopp played it in a in a game against a team that are a big team. Yes, they didn't play very well at all, but um, that he showed he had faith in those plays, but also the defensive plays behind him in our solidity that he could play those four attacking players um, and not be fearful that, you know, we were going to concede at the other end. Um, but the goal did come in the 60-ish minute. Um, it was a good bit of play. The ball came out to um, Roberto Firmino in the middle of the park and he picked up that exact position that he normally picks up um, when he's playing as a number nine, but the position he picks up is even more effective um, when he picks it up in the number 10 role, when there's still another striker in front of him, which was Diego Jota in this case. But he threaded the ball out to Mo Salah wide, um, which was which was great. Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, initially made a run, but checked his run and then swung in an absolutely beautiful cross. It was just perfect uh, based on Jota's timing of his run, etc. And it was just a very easy header. Bert Leno arguably should have done better, but... You know, Diego Jota was almost on the six-yard box and just powering a header. Um, and I, you know, I wouldn't blame Bernd Leno too much if I was an Arsenal fan. But uh, that is exactly what we needed—that that kind of clinical finishing uh, and that fantastic cross from Trent Alexander-Arnold um, was just was huge and really set us on the way for the rest of the performance in the second half. I just want to talk a bit about Trent. I mentioned at the beginning. Obviously, he was um, he was left out of the England squad, which was a bit of a shock for everyone, I think. Um, and I think you know, f- for for Trent Alexander-Arnold in his career so far, he hasn't in his footballing career exactly. Um, he hasn't really faced uh, too much adversity. Yes, there's been some critics about his defending, etc. But in terms of everything's been a progression from a really positive progression in terms of you know getting in the team first of all then making that right back position his own and then helping us get to a Champions League final and then winning the Premier League and then winning the Champions League etc etc and so this was the first time his form had really dipped and it was really good to see his reaction um there was obviously the famous well the famous the 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 clip that came out after the goal where when he crossed the ball and he just looked like so relieved and so happy and I think that's just him again then showing to everybody the the quality and value he can bring and and I think Gareth Southgate's absolutely ridiculous if he's not going to have him in 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 the um in the England team over the likes of Reese James, Kieran Trippier, Carl Walker who I think Trent is a lot better than Um, not only offensively um, in terms of his quality, but but I think also defensively as well. Reese James, I don't think is a very good defender. Kieran Trippier is is okay, and, and I know Gareth probably trusts him. Um, and then Carl Walker, I think, is an absolute liability, uh, be it in the on the right hand side of a three, uh, or as a right back in a four. Um, so I, I I don't know what Gareth's thinking, and I think Trent, for example, for me, has to be part of that starting back four for England going into the Euros. But after that goal, um, Arsenal were poor, and honestly, they got even worse. Afterwards, they they lost all all composure. Um, 
the the goal the second goal was just a, a nice flicked ball over the top from Firmino as I said there before he brings a lot to the team defensively in that number six position but he also brings a lot to the team particularly when he acts as kind of a quarterback um, offensively as well and that ball in behind led to Salah um, and then it was just an easy finish through the legs of Burton Leno and then Arsenal just just really fell apart and um, they were trying to play the ball out from the back and it was just a really poor ball they looked uninterested after Kieran Tierney went off, they, they just looked like they lacked that fight in the back four. Um, and uh, yeah, honestly, it was just a bit of a shocking performance from them. Overall, it was just it was really, really poor. And then Jota scored the second goal. Uh, we could have scored a couple more after that. Um, and it just showed that th those couple of chances we had after it was 3-0 just showed this will do good for our confidence. But also there's still those niggling doubts and that lack of... Um, you know, cutting edge when it comes to taking those chances first time. But overall, there's not too much to complain about. And in terms of the shout out to Klopp, I think for me, I was just glad he played with those front four and that he gave them a good like half an hour in those in that in that um, formation. And I definitely think that's the way forward uh, when we play some of the other uh, other teams in the remaining part of this season. But that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, make sure to subscribe down below if you're not already. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode.